Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Well, guys, welcoming back to the program is Ezra from Texas. His company name is Maple Leaf, so I thought he was from Canada, but he lives down in Texas. So what's up, Ezra? Welcome back to the program, dude. Thank you, Paul. Good to talk to you again. Yes, sir. Well, something that I've been talking about for years on the program is getting social proof on the Internet, getting Google reviews. And you have 77 Google reviews. Is that correct? I had 77 when I emailed you. Currently, I'm up to 80. 80 Google reviews. Yeah. And how long have you been in business? Uh, this is the second season. I think it was right at last March. Wow. That is impressive, Ezra. So I want you to share a little bit about how you've been able to get 80 Google reviews. Where are you at a coffee shop or Panera Bread or where are you at? Yeah, sorry. I'm enjoying my Panera Bread here. <laughs> I can tell by the decor you're at Panera Bread. <laughs> Yeah. Got to get it in where you, um, where you get it in. So yeah, go ahead and tell us your story. Yeah, no problem. Like I told you on last podcast, I had uh, some experience in other contracting when I, uh, when I came into lawn care, I realized how important it was. And so I just started from the very beginning, uh, just working at it consistently, basically asking and then working that out. And some interesting facts that I was looking up a study by Bright Local that was released in 2020. It found that 80%, 87% of customers read online reviews if they're searching for a local business. And also 97% of consumers use online media to research products and services in their local area. So I didn't know that research then, but I had a feeling and I had experienced that. And so that's kind of the avenue that I used to uh, grow my business. And with that, I had sent you, I sent you an email and I told you from even last year, obviously I just started, but I had literally doubled my business with zero paid ads, um, basically solely. Well, I guess I take that back. I tried to use paid ads for a little bit and they're worthless, <laughs> but well, let me, let, I could give you some pushback on that. You, if you do them right, you can you can get an ROI. Yeah, reach out to uh, my I, boy I Cody Cody Owen at Lightspeed Social Agency. He can right. he can there's, get you. But, pl- but but go ahead. There's a place for it. But how? I but you have to. You can you could you you could uh, drive down the highway and throw money right out the window and just watch it go go in traffic and in the breeze on paid ads for sure. If you if you don't know what you're doing, you're just throwing money down the toilet, flushing right. down the toilet. But there is a there is a right way to do paid ads. But that's that's another oh, episode right. for another day. <laughs> but let's let's talk about Google reviews and whatnot. No problem. And and I was throwing it out the window. That was the problem. But I was just emphasizing the benefit of uh, organic leads. And then um, that's really just been the backbone of my business and uh, got great contracts. You can get great commercial work through that. Um, and anyway. You're the only guest I think I've had on the program that in two years have gotten 80 Google reviews. So when you do work for somebody, at what point are you planting that seed that you're going to try to have them leave you a, a five-star 
well-written review. What, what part of the process do you kind of um, warm them up to the fact that they could do you a solid by, by leaving a Google review? I'll do it from the very beginning. Uh, I, I break it down into four parts. How do you get a review? First, you ask. Second, you explain why it matters. Third, you ask again. And fourth, later, you ask again. And you just got to keep at it. So literally from the very beginning, my thought when I first get a customer is obviously how can I serve them? But after that, how can I serve them in a way that makes them want to give me a Google review? That and is literally good. I'll go into it with that thought. That is so good. You know, oh, I got to be careful how I say this, Ezra. Ooh, we, Th- there's a company. I'm going to keep them very generic. Okay. We, I'm going to keep them generic, anonymous, all right? But I, I recently did business with this company, and they started hounding me for a Google review right out of the gate. And so I'm thinking, okay. And, and I looked at their Google reviews, and they had a lot of them. That's why I hired them. But um, pardon me, it's it getting loud over there, Panera Bread. Short story long, they did not serve me well, Ezra. I had a very sour experience with this company. They, they seemed more about getting the Google review and completing the job than actually doing a good job at at what they were doing. And so I had a sour taste in my mouth as a consumer of how aggressive they were without doing a good job. Now, if they would have served me and my my service needs and done a good job, I would have gladly given them their five-star report. But but I felt like they were bullying me to give them five-star review and they missed that component of serving me. It, it, they completely missed it. <laughs> so anyway, that that's just my experience as a customer. No, that, that's a good point. Obviously, you have to have the service to back it up. And I like, I think I talked about it last time, but Seth Godin's book, Purple Cow, and it basically talks about that wow service. You can uh, word it however you want, but basically you want to serve that customer and however you want to serve them, but serve them in such a way that uh, they'll leave with a good taste in your mouth and, um, you know, over time with these people, and obviously if you have a bigger business, you can't, but you want to just build a relationship as much as you can. Sometimes I haven't even seen a customer for a year and a half. They, but through text, you can just be polite, say, thank you, whatever, you know, just simple things. Um, and through that slowly build a relationship so that when you do, and sometimes, uh, when you ask more than once, if they don't do it the first time, they're not feel hounded. Um, Mm -hmm. But you don't want to hound them, but you have to get over that fear of, are they going to be upset if that makes sense when I ask them? Um, That's a good step, I would say. Yeah. Well, how has that influenced incoming warm leads and, and calls with people who do look you up, you know, lawn care, whatever in my area that they're typing into Google and because you have 80 reviews, you're popping up, they're trusting you, they're calling you. How has that turned into sales and revenue? Well, I, I guess I would say what, there was a website I was looking at called Market 248, and they were talking about why Google reviews are important. And I'm sure you've all heard the old adage, location, 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 uh, as far as like business and such. And obviously that's important, but Real especially estate. in a service-based, correct. But in a service-based business, you don't necessarily, some may if they have a nice shop, but lawn care, normally people aren't going to your shop. So it really is reputation, 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 
So you're building that social proof. So when they call, obviously then you have, I guess you could call it a filter. So I ask certain questions. uh, What do you want? And then I'll have my prices right on my website. And I guess I could word it. uh, You can literally scare away the bad customers uh, that if, if I tell my prices and they're, uh, Oh, that's, that's not for me. Then, then that's okay. So you, you filter out the ones that aren't the right price. And because they see, uh, the reviews, the pricing, you're going to get a better customer. Hey, you, yeah, you, you're out there in the field, mowing lawns, making money, working hard, but for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS Track It, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS Track It with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Don't forget to grab your ticket to attend Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky this October 18th through 21st. Use my name, Paul, and you'll save 50% off. The Equip Exposition is the event of the year for those who work in our line of work. There is no better trade show to test before you invest in new products, innovations, and even ideas for your business. You can talk to the teams behind the most useful machines, products and technology that we use daily and then test drive them for yourself in the nearly 30 acre outdoor demo yard with 25 plus education sessions two nights of free concerts and networking with thousands of pro landscapers this show is the future of your business register at equipexposition.com with a better price you're going to get a better customer and i'm not talking about low price but even a medium to higher price. And with that social proof, you're pre-selling before they ever get on there. Like I said, your reputation uh, going before you uh, is really what, what seals the deal. What's one piece of practical advice, Ezra, you have to somebody who has zero Google reviews? They might not even have opened their Google My Business account up or even know how to do that. What's one piece of practical advice to somebody that looks at you that has 80 Google reviews, and it can be so intimidating to even get started. What advice do you have to them? Uh, first, I would I would note it's not difficult. Now, it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's not difficult. Anyone can do it. Um, I mean, if, if you have any social media account, setting up a Google My Business is 10 times easier than that. It's very simple. 
And as far as getting their views, they Google makes it super easy because uh, I was reading something and it talked about, uh, you know, Google trusts reviews more than it trusts the business. You know, businesses can spam. Obviously, businesses, you're trying to get customers. And All right, guys, we had some technical difficulties. Um, Ezra left Panera. Now he's in his car. Better audio, Mr. Producer. So uh, picking it back up, uh, you were talking about Google My Business, and I forget the point you were making. I, oh, I think I was uh, saying how easy it is to get started. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they make it very easy. You can literally get a link to text it to people that you can copy and paste in a text. You can put it in an email. There's lots of options that are very simple, uh, right from Google maps. And so I, if someone was just starting, I wouldn't worry about how complicated it is. The first step is just to get started. Yeah, that's, that's so good. So out of your 80 reviews, how many have said yes? Uh, well, obviously 80, how, pardon me. How many have said, um, you know, no, we're not going to leave you one. Or how many people ghosted you? Like what's been your success conversion to actually, by the time you introduced the idea to a customer that they actually left you the 80 people that did it, if that makes sense. Right. I would say if you get half that lever of you, you're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, and even that's pretty good. Uh, and there's people that, uh, I've sent it to them and then a couple months later, continue working for them. And I sent it to them, um, and they finally left it. And there's times that people have literally sent me a screenshot and said, Hey, I, I left it, but Google pulls it down. So sometimes it's hard 100% to figure out, but if you get half, then you're doing really good. 30 to 50%. That's really good. Yeah, that's an um, excellent piece of advice. So what would you um, suggest to the people that have, get, you know, asked the customer and kind of lost heart because they didn't, they didn't get it? Do you have any tips so that you're not pushy or over aggressive to where, you know, you, you damage your relationship with the customer? Or what, what's kind of your tips to kind of push them over the edge to actually leave the review? Kind of that relational intelligence component. Yeah, the best time is at the point of sale. Um, and where it's top of mind. And literally, even if you're standing with them, when you do it right there and said, hey, and ask them, is it okay if I text you? That way there's not the spammy nature. Um, that's one way. And, and explain why and tell them, you know, this is why uh, it really helps me find new customers. And, and in the text, you can even word it, hey, this is to help future, future customers like you find us. So it kind of explains it a little bit. Um, that's a good way to uh, kind of avoid the, the spam situation. That's a great piece of advice. Well, Ezra, are you still, uh, last time we talked, you were, you were talking about maybe helping other people get Google reviews and, and doing some like coaching and things of that nature. Did that ever take off? Are you still, you still helping guys or how, how's all that going for you? Yeah, I've been so busy. I haven't pursued it a lot. I'm working with one customer now, but I'm still kind of refining it, uh, as far as, um, and one thing that uh, I'm still working through is helping people understand, okay, this is really important. Another thing to notice, the reviews are important. Another aspect on the Google My Business that really helps is uh, continually putting new, fresh pictures up. And also there's like a post option on there to consistently do that. But it has to be combined with the reviews because uh, reviews, not only does it generate trust and gives a first impression, it helps with higher organic rankings and that's so, you know, unpaid uh, Google rankings, but also shows, gives you customer feedback. 
if people are appreciating your work or maybe not, and you need to, <clears throat> pardon me, work on something, uh, customers read them before they buy. And, and now nowadays, more and more people are calling directly from Google. Literally, uh, I'm sure we've all done, we look on Google Maps and you can like click through from Google. Uh, I, I do that probably multiple times a week, whether it's a, a local restaurant or, you know, I'm looking for a place to see if they have something. It's just kind totally. of modern society. Totally. I travel a lot and I, you know, I find myself doing that for sure. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one thing that, but it's still refining it, but uh, that's something I'm working on. So. Well, on a kind of a larger view outside of Google reviews, or is there anything we're leaving out here about Google reviews that, that you want to share before I ask you kind of about your overall business? I think that covers it. One thing I will notice is uh, from what we know, obviously the Google algorithms, that's kind of the main one most people use nowadays. It's based on uh, the rankings on three things. One, relevance. Two, your, your proximity or distance to what you're searching. And three, prominence and reviews in directly impact two of those relevance uh, and prominence relevance does this apply to me if people left keywords in the reviews if there's lots of reviews google is going to rank that more relevant to your search second that uh, applies is prominence if you have 50 or 10 20 30 and other people have none no pictures mm -hmm. google is going to rank your business more prominent because they make money by being a service, giving people what they need. So if you're searching and they find you and you're a good fit or Google thinks that they are, then they're gonna, you're gonna show up first. And reviews, photos, as I was mentioning, that all plays into it and is a huge part. Yeah, and Ezra, I, I listen to a ton of marketing leaders and I'm always trying to just digest marketing best practices, every angle of it. And that photo thing that you mentioned, I really want to emphasize, that's what a lot of other marketing experts and leaders that do research are saying is that you want those to be fresh, updated, and, and be on top of that. And so I know a lot of times when we think about marketing a lawn care business, a home service-based business, you know, folks will go to Facebook ads, which work, uh, you know, they'll go to door hangers or postcards, which work for sure. And even, even traditional EDDM can work. But a lot of guys are neglecting, you know, if you look at their Google reviews, they have seven and the pictures are, you know, they got three pictures that are from 1992, you know what I mean? And so I think that's yeah. super important because it's free. I mean, it takes a little bit of time to, to use your smartphone, which have incredible cameras. I use a, at the recording of this podcast, I have an iPhone 13 pro max and the camera on this, especially you put it in like. Um, certain settings, cin cinemography mode or whatnot. I mean, you can get some balling pictures, baller pictures. You get the sun behind you so it's facing the stripes or whatever you're featuring. You can, I mean, you can get a really good group of pictures and, and, and get those on the, the Google um, My Business, which is basically like a website. So it, it, that's, oh, yeah. that's a fantastic um, piece of advice that I think I do a lot of coaching calls, Ezra, and I, you know, I'll look up people on, on Google and try to prepare for the call. And most guys don't have a website and most guys have very minimal Google reviews and, 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 and raggedy to no pictures. And the thing about that, that is, um, it's just, we're leaving a lot on the table because it's free. It's, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not like we're spending tons of money on a campaign that failed because we didn't know what we're doing with Instagram or Facebook. And, and I talk to people that do that, <laughs> but, um, 
and again, let me reemphasize Ezra because I don't, I don't even want you to misinterpret me. I completely believe in Instagram ads and Facebook ads and they work, but you, you can do it right and you can do it wrong. And so if you, if you guys need help with that, reach out to Cody Owen, Lightspeed Social Agency, he'll, he'll get it the right way. But um, it's, it's foolish that we pass over the free stuff, like not having an Instagram with at least nine pictures on it and, and not having um, a, a, um, Google My Re- Business reviews and, and pictures like that's free. That just takes a little bit of effort and it goes a long way. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's good. Also notice uh, commercial work. A lot of these they are managed by people that aren't even around. So how are they going to find a contractor? Obviously most of them are probably going to look online mm-hmm. and that's a good way to get solid commercial work. Uh, that's decent. And obviously you're building rapport by having it updated as we've already talked about, but commercial and people that are moving nowadays, it seems like everyone's moving. And when people come, they don't have that social network around them. So obviously they're going to go more and more online to find options. So that's just another thought to keep in mind. Yeah. And we get new listeners on this program, Ezra, all the time. And I appreciate you guys checking us out and tuning in. So for those of you who are OGs and been around for a while, I've shared this story, I don't know, 50 times. I I love this story. But um, what what brought the biggest breakthrough in my revenue in, in my business was one gentleman one per it's just one one customer one call he lived in san jose california and he typed in lawn care in duluth because uh, duluth georgia because what happened was this guy is so rich he has a vacation home in the fancy country club here and whoever was taking care of his yard the year before during the winter they just left like they just they stopped coming and they never told him that they were done and because the grass was dormant he never really knew cause he didn't live there. Um, he just would go there a few times a year to take his friends golfing or whatnot. And so when March came in April, the weeds st- and, and grass started growing like crazy. And so the neighbor called him and said, Hey, your yard, you know, looks horrible. And the guy's like, I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, the guy hasn't come in a long time, obviously. So he immediately went to Google and typed in lawn care in Duluth, Georgia. And the very first one that came up as where he called and they didn't answer. He left a voicemail. The second one, he just going down the list. Second one, he calls, left a voicemail. They didn't answer. Third one was me. He called. I saw the California number and I didn't answer because I get telemarketers and all kinds of jokers calling me all day long. And if the area code's not my area code, I, I no matter what, I don't answer it. Um, so I didn't answer. I, I, I checked the voicemail though because he left me a voicemail. He says, hey, this is so-and-so. Uh, I have this property on this street and it needs the grass needs cut. I call him back and short story long, I was the first one to call him back. So he's like, you know, I need it done as soon as possible. I was like, I'll be there tomorrow. And literally I go out there, cut his yard, send him the invoice. He pays and he, uh, short, short, short story long, uh, his neighbor coached in the NFL. And so his neighbor hired me And then that led to a whole flurry of NFL players and coaches with big budgets and big money that I ended up servicing and becoming friends with over the years. And to this date, these guys go on to play on other cities, uh, other teams and all this stuff. I have all these friends in the NFL that text me and I'm like friends with them and they follow me on Instagram and like all this cool stuff, all because I showed up on Google and I was actually responsive. And so, um, and it changed my business. So, and that was one customer and, and he lived yep. out of, and he lived out of town. So that makes the point of 
for whatever reason, whether they're rich and they have a residential house and they live out of town or they run a commercial property type deal and, and you know, they live remotely, that's the way of the future. And, and that's the way things are currently happening is people are Googling this stuff and you got to put yourself in position to win. So that's good. Well, I know we're running close on time here. Um, anything else you want to share about your business, what you're learning? We got a lot of people in that year three, year four, uh, you know, that you're rolling into what, what have you kind of learned your first couple of years in business? Well, you know, another piece of practical advice that you'd like to share with others listening that are in your same shoes. One thing that's helped me is I've tried to uh, qualify leads. We talked about a little bit and have, I mean, for my area, it's, it's not the cheapest service. And literally when people will call, I'll tell them, you know, I'm not going to be the cheapest service. And that's just kind of, uh, I guess, test the water, make sure it's not uh, someone just trying to get a, a cheap service. And they're just kind of churn and burn running through lawn care people. Um, and that's one thing that's helped me try to keep my prices reasonable. And then I've tried to, uh, just refer them to someone else if it doesn't work. So I have a guy I've sent quite a bit of work to, um, that way you're not just dropping them, but you're giving them another option. That way they don't get upset. Um, try to pre-qualify. And then I've, I've tried to work on route density and like the town I'm in here, Greenville, literally I won't drive anywhere, but 15 minutes is just the max basically from my house. And I can cause um, cause of the route, but, and so that way, cause this, for the most part, I'm just doing kind of part-time depends on the time of year. Cause I, I don't have time to do that really more than that, but even that literally basically doubling the business just from, and with that being a drought, we had a good, man, it was a month and a half. And here where I am, a few people will water, but most people don't water their grass. So that kind of, slowed it down for a little bit, but then we got some more rain. So that helped. Cool. Well, I appreciate you helping, um, today with this practical advice. I think it's so important and, uh, thanks, you know, thanks again for sharing. Is there anything else you want to, uh, share? No, I, I think that about does it. Uh, well, one other thing that's really, uh, gave just a super good impression is literally having metal business cards. And as soon as people literally I just did a quote the other day and it happens every time you hand it to them that they, they you normally, you know, people grab a card, they'll just glance at it, stick it in their pocket. They'll grab it. They'll look down and they say, wow, this is nice. And they'll normally ask me where I get it or, you know, it just gives off a, a good impression. And then what I've tried to do is also just kind of institute somewhat of like a uniform, kind of the same color pants, a nice printed mm-hmm. shirt. Mm-hmm. So you have that clean look consistent and also yeah branding recognizing and you're kind of showing yourself not you're better than other people but a cut above in quality and reliability it's just that social proofing from when they look you up online to when you knock on their door you're just uh you're going to beat out the competition and you're going to be able to charge a little more because i i don't know who originally said it but i read seth godin uh say they're going to have to know like and trust you and that's part of knowing you, liking you. And then once it gets to trust, all these things build upon one another and make a huge difference. Yeah. When I first started working in the fancy country club here in Atlanta, I was thinking comfort. So I literally had basketball shorts on that you'd wear to go play a game of basketball or wear to the gym. You know, they're like, uh, they feel really comfortable and they're just gym shorts. 
And uh, one of my customers pulled me aside and he said, Paul, do you know who lives over there? And he pointed to his neighbor and it was this big shot businessman that's, you know, multimillionaire rich guy. And basically my customer had my best interest in mind. And he says, what do you think he thinks when he drives by? And you don't even know who he is, but he told me who he is. He's like, what do you think when he drives by and he sees you looking like this? And I, you know, he was trying to make a point to me that you need to dress you know, to, to build that trust, like you said. And so basically my customer told me next time I see you on my property, I want you in khaki shorts or khaki pants. You understand young man. And he was trying to help me. He was, <laughs> he was kind of, kind of mean about it, but he, he, he had a valid point. And, um, so from that point on, I had a golf shirt on and I had, uh, I know a lot of people like to say, you got to wear khaki pants, but Hey, it's 95 degrees in Atlanta. I, I wear khaki shorts. So, you know, whatever, but whether you got khaki shorts on or khaki pants and your, in your golf shirt, that, that tells, you know, the person that's driving by you're trustworthy. You take this serious, you're a professional and you don't have, you know, the black and miles sitting out of your mouth or the, the cigarette and the, you know, raggedy shorts, like I had on gym shorts and your uh, t-shirt all cut up and just, you know, you look professional. And so that's, that, man, you're full of all kinds of gems today. And I'm just reinforcing what you're saying. Cause it, it, it makes a difference. For sure. Cool, cool. Well, I got to get rolling, Ezra. Things have been, uh, whew, my schedule is absolutely crazy, but I, I appreciate uh, catching up. And um, thanks again for sharing these nuggets today. No problem. Hopefully it'll help people and uh, help them get more work and better customers. Yeah, and I know your schedule is crazy full, but do you want to share your 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 uh, you know, how people can connect with you or if anyone wants to, to get your insights further on this, um, is it cool if they reach out to you or are you just too busy? You don't want the, no, they're welcome to, um, I mean, leave a voicemail sometimes if I don't know who it is, uh, I won't pick up, but you can look at on Google Maple Leaf mowing Greenville, Texas, or look me up on LinkedIn. That's about the only two places that I are, am on. So. Okay. Well, that'll work. Maple Leaf mowing. Yep. In Greenville, Texas. Yes, sir. All right. Tell him you're a friend of the show when you leave a voicemail. <laughs> Otherwise, he's not going to call you back. So you got to be careful what you ask for, man. I, sometimes my guests share their contact information and then they come back to me and they're like, Paul, these people reach out to me. I was like, yeah, that's how, that's how it works. <laughs> it's crazy. So we appreciate you guys listening. Ezra, thanks again for um, the encouraging words today. No problem. Thank you, Paul. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ezra. I was actually talking to him off air and just talking about the importance when we get a new customer that, of course, we're thinking, how can we, you know, get the job done well, get paid, but also how can we get a review and start ingraining that into our DNA, whereas we, you know, already are thinking about finishing the job with excellence, the customer's super happy, and they pay us in full just adding to that mix of also getting a Google review in there because the way technology is unfolding and the search engines, it's, it's only going to get more popular moving forward. Cause I know as a consumer, especially with Amazon, I am addicted to looking at the quantity of reviews as well as the quality. But the first thing, the first number I will look for is quantity. If I'm buying something, I just bought new um, ear. Uh, what are those called? Marty? not ear puffs. Um, you put them in your ear at night so you don't hear the neighbor's dog barking earplugs. Thank you. <laughs> it's, I, yeah. It's been a long, long day, but, um, my, my neighbor's dog barks and it just drives me crazy. So I had to buy earplugs. So 
I go to Amazon, right? I type in earplugs and I'm looking for the biggest number under reviews. Who, what company has the most highest quantity reviews? And that's how my brain works. And so, and maybe not all of the customer's brain thinks like me, but you know, more than likely there's something, something to that. And then after that, I'll look at the quality, meaning is it, is it four out of five stars? Is it 4.3 out of five stars Is it 4.8? But I don't lead with that. I lead with that first big number. And so anyway, that happens over time, but you do enough lawn care jobs, you do enough landscape enhancements. You ask the customer to leave you a review. Eventually you can get that number beefed up over time. Um, you know, just one at a time. And so anyway, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I, I want to emphasize guys that this is important and it just takes effort and it takes uh, intentionality uh, to get these ratings and reviews uh, on Google My Business. You can get them in other places as well, but Google is obviously the biggest search engine in the world. And, you know, that's a great place to start. Hey, if you guys are looking to come to this year's Equip Exposition and you have not already registered, I got good news. You can save yourself 50%. That's not 15% like Geico, Marty. That's 50%, as in 50 cent. Curtis Jackson, you know, I used to listen to hip hop back in the day. I don't anymore, really. But 50% off will save you uh, that amount on your registration to the Equip Expo. Registration is easy. All you got to do is click on the hyperlink in today's show description and that will take you directly to the Equip Exposition registration website. You'll fill out your basic information. And then when you check out, it's going to ask if you have a coupon code. Type in capital P, capital A, capital U, capital L, Paul. And that's going to take your grand total down by 50% just like that. Promo code Paul at checkout will save you 50% off. And I highly recommend registering because if you wait to the last minute, what happens is they bump the price to full price of $80 and the promo code does not work at the tail end there. They, um, I don't know why it doesn't work. That's, that's beyond my pay grade, but it, it doesn't. And so if you want to save yourself 50% off, uh, capitalize while you still have time with this limited time offer from our friends at Equip with promo code Paul, you'll save 50% off. If my cousin's listening, that's promo code Paul. He texted me the other day. I made an Instagram reel. And I, I guess I said promo code Paul like seven times because I, whatever. <laughs> he texted me. He's like, now what's that promo code again, Paul? And I realized because I watched the video back and I realized he was making fun of me. But uh, anyway, I'll, I'll get better on, on making my point without dragging it on. So broadcasting school, I guess it's uh, slowly paying off, Marty. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Smash that follow button. And we hope you'll catch us on the next episode of the Green Street Podcast. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.